Hey everyone, I'm Rose and this is episode 14 of Talking Topics. The conversation around cultural appropriation in yoga has raised its head many times. But this time, on the back of the Black Lives Matter movement, it's stuck, it's grown legs and is running with information on podcasts and social media educating us and highlighting problem areas. We can't ignore it, it's all around us and the information is out there. It's now our work as yoga teachers to rethink and to redo. I understand it's difficult to make changes. Yogis are supposed to practice non-attachment, but whoa, we like digging in and holding on, don't we? Relearning is good. For example, I was taught for many years that the hamstrings lengthen and grow longer when we stretch. And of course, we know that that's physically impossible. And it's exactly the same with this. We're presented with new information. So what we were once taught, such as repeating the word namaste, we're going to have to research, rethink and readjust. As we personally begin our work around these pivots and changes... I want to reiterate that I don't have definite answers for you or claim to know everything or anything about this topic at all, but I am trying to hold myself a little bit more accountable. And I think by talking about it, it will give some solidarity to people who are maybe doing the same, getting a little bit lost or stuck along the way and are not sure where to turn. So what do we know so far? I was listening to an interview with Terry the trainer and he was talking about diversity, saying what we take in feeds the output very much like a pro athlete in training and their diet and exercise regime. And when we want to be actively engaged and contribute to the conversation around cultural appropriation or race, we have to do our work and keep plodding forward and keep getting involved. So what do we know so far around using the word namaste in yoga class? Let's just take that one element of the cultural appropriation conversation. And what I've learned so far from a few different sources is that we're misusing it. It's actually used as a greeting and in class we use it as a farewell. So straight away that's misuse and that's literally what cultural appropriation is. We go in, we take what we want and we use it in a context that suits us. The context that we want, not the context it's intended for. And I heard from a different source that is used with a degree of reverence as well. Something that's maybe reserved for grandparents or elders or spiritual leaders. So when as yoga teachers we're using that, we're positioning ourselves in that territory territory we don't belong in and have no business trying to inhabit really. Now when we look at sensitivity around the use of Sanskrit we have to take a look at puns and slogans that we've all had on sweatshirts and t-shirts, everything. In fact I have so much old merchandise of my own stocked up where I've misused Sanskrit and well cultural appropriation as well. And this is why it's fascinating to review this. I can learn so much about so many aspects of teaching or the body and movement 
but have been completely deaf and blind to so much of this. So it's good for me. This is expansion for me to learn and to check in on it. We've also got to be thoughtful around where that celebration line is. Where does celebration and appreciation end and where does it cross over into appropriation? So when we challenge an idea that we're comfortable with, such as the use of namaste in class, it's perfectly normal that it's met with a little bit of defiance or argumentative behaviour, a little bit of denial. And the arguments I've come across around this personally so far are comments such as, well, I've not heard anything. I'm not aware of this. Well, that's okay. I wasn't either. But there's so much information out there on a multiple of platforms, we can't really avoid it. There's podcasts, there's programmes, there's books, articles, blogs and social media commentaries. I've really tweaked my social media feeds as well, so I'm seeing the right stuff. There's plenty out there on this. It's an old conversation, it's just come up again recently and has gained more momentum. I don't want my feeds and my influences to just be an echo chamber of old paradigms. And if you have a deep dive, you'll find plenty of stuff on the internet as well. Another common argument I've heard is, well, my teacher taught me that, or my teacher was right, and my teacher was Indian, or my teacher was South Asian. This is what they taught me to say at the end of class. So what I would say around that is two ideas. The first idea, yoga is a commercial entity. It's big business yoga training. So we have to question then, are we being fed what's expected? What people think we want? What they think our perceived westernised view of yoga is? And the second thing I would say is that we would not use that language around race. So saying, well, it's okay because my teacher was Indian and they taught it me is dangerously similar territory to speaking about a racial issue and saying, well, it's okay because my friend is black and they said that. Would we talk like that? No, we would not. So it's time to stop, to do a little bit of research and to just keep plodding forward, feeling open to change, to not necessarily have all the answers but to keep doing a bit of work and acknowledge that actually we might not be right here and it is time to start a small ripple of change in a yoga community determined to stay stuck in the past, whether that's right or wrong. I think as well it's easy to feel that I haven't heard enough about it, that it hasn't been loud enough for me to warrant making changes. And we do get very attached to what we perceive as being traditional yoga, what we perceive as being the hallmarks of yoga, what we perceive as being authentic and real yoga. And I totally understand this. But often we dress this simple practice up with jazz hands and razzle dazzle. What would happen if we stripped it right back to just the intention and just the practice? It's perfectly normal when change occurs to look to the leaders in our yoga community or the celebrity teachers or the very popular people and see what they do. 
Now, some of them will carry on using Namaste and some of them won't. So we need to constantly look outside in different directions. So we're not just looking at people who reinforce our own bias, our own beliefs, and that we're prepared to change not only what we see, but also what we hear. Now, I would say as well, as a small independent teacher, we can take note of the big companies in the industry. Now, they don't always get things right. There's many times large corporations have to retract and apologise. But as soon as the cultural appropriation argument resurfaced again, Sweaty Betty and Lululemon both have big teams of resources and time and can go and do the work off the feedback they were given. And almost immediately, both these companies renounced and removed Sanskrit from all their products. They recognised that they were making a commercial element by including Sanskrit in the names of the products and the names were misused. Using that Sanskrit was misused. So they changed almost immediately. And I think as a minimum, that should inform us that things are changing and filtering down. So if it feels like this is a completely new topic, you've never heard of this, definitely go away and do a little digging and research. There's an awful lot of people who like to argue their point and to send long-winded argumentative essays. But it all comes down to personal responsibility. It's time for change. And especially when we talk about the arena of diversity and cultural appropriation. There's no excuse. It's not enough to be a white Western yoga teacher and say, yeah, but I've been to India loads. Or yeah, but my teacher taught me that. I mean, that is literally the definition of cultural appropriation. So let's move forward, stumble forward. And if you're thinking of a different way to end your class, what could that be? Thank you. A simple thank you. Maybe a couple of sentences. How would you feel if you just said thank you? What do you want your signature to be at the end of the class? Is it sufficient just to finish? And these are perhaps ways we can start looking at our own behaviour rather than this vast topic of cultural appropriation. Let's just start with namaste and see where that simple change leads us. And if we can actually practice our yoga by letting go and loosening our grip.